Hey, 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 what's going on, y'all? Uh, yeah, I got a new podcast going right now. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to copy this link to get it out to people. Um, hmm, this will be interesting. Yeah, okay, so I really can't copy the link unless I find a way to send it to myself, maybe. I don't know, but um, just on right now, talking about um, I'm on, hop on, y'all know the drilly. <clears throat> Roland's already here. Cool. I'm about to turn on some music and get it going. So I just got a, a pot. I just got some coffee going, and uh, we just started talking about corporate America. And how it's really not for me. It's really not my bag, you know. Um, hop on. You know how I get down. Here it goes. <clears throat> what's the drill? Yo, yo. Hey, what's going on? I'm about to put on some music so I can uh, work, work, work. Groove real quick. So what we were talking about, we decided to go ahead and make it a podcast. Hey, I hear a lot of background. You have like speaker on or something? Mine? Yeah. Uh, yeah it's it might be the headphones. Okay. But uh, yeah, what me and you were talking about before was how corporate America is really not for me. <clears throat> and the reason why is because it just really feels like it just encourages like a really passive aggressive culture to where you can't really be direct with somebody. You got to kind of talk in circles and oh, kind of be like a little bitch. You know, essentially, yeah, that's pretty much the way that it's. That's pretty much the way that it's set up. Yeah, that's pretty much the way to set up. Like I said, even with my kids, mm-hmm. as a man, I'm expected to teach my boys not to, and you have to in corporate America, and not even just corporate America, just working class America. I uh, I have to teach my kids like, hey, when you get into the real world, you can't let your bad day affect you. If your boss says something you don't necessarily like. I mean, you can't let that, you can't take that emotionally and say anything, which in retrospect, I mean, in American culture, yeah, you have to, you can't go into work with a chip on your shoulder and just say whatever you want. I literally have to teach my kids that, but mm-hmm. it, the weird part about that is it's like, man, on the same note, I'm teaching my kids, man, yeah, go to work, shut up, don't say nothing. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, man, that's a and you know what? You know what? Now, think about it. Like that could be, that could, that's taking you to almost some Illuminati shit. Yep. Like they teach you to go to work, shut up, do what you're told, and then go home. And now you're told to shut up, wear your mask, go home, stay home. Like they're con- it's like they're conditioning us very slowly to be what they want us to be. Well, like, like I said, a lot of people argue this. Like I said, I always thought that there was some point to what uh, to what Kanye West said about slavery. Like, mm-hmm. dang, we're all when you really think about it, we're all enslaved in the U.S. If you're in the middle class in the U.S. You're one way or another, like I said, it's not necessarily slavery. It's more like an indentured servant. You're basically mm-hmm. training every generation to, hey, in order to succeed and not be you know, a bum on the street, you got to work 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week, depending on who you are. And you got to take, you got to put up with whatever you got to put up with. And in exchange, I'm going to give you room and board and food and you know uh, all that stuff. But you got to go yeah. and you got to do this. Even if you hate it, you got to stick, you got to take up with it and like it. It's like... It's like your, your boss isn't allowed to actually put hands on you 
but he can talk to you however he wants. The boss boss, the guy who owns the company, if he walked in here and he wanted to talk to you however he wanted to, sure, you have a choice to not have to stand up for it, but then I'm going to take everything away from you. Now you don't have any money to pay your bills and pay your rent and feed your kids. It's, it's a slippery slope that we follow. Yeah, it really is, man. I just had my brother-in-law just hit me up uh, trying to get me. You know, I'm just texting people, see if they want to get on the podcast. And um, he was asking me if I wanted to get the PS5, if I was going to get it. And I said, nah, man. I actually gave away my PS4 to this group home for girls that recently shut down that my wife uh, ran. Because okay. what, I, what I realized, man, is that, number one, I was addicted to the PlayStation. Like, I could get on it and play it for hours a day. Like, when I say hours, mm-hmm. I mean like eight, eight plus every day accomplishing like these artificial, superficial victories that like my Madden franchise was lit, but I was fat, my blood pressure was high, and I was about to become diabetic. And I wasn't accomplishing shit. So I gave it away. And I've been better off for it, man. I fuck video games. Well, that's another interesting thing interesting thing about the way that uh, the system works in America. Uh my wife told me, uh my wife's big on Christmas. Uh, real big Christmas head. I mean, like most, like a lot of women are, you know. Oh, I gotta decorate, and I gotta make it, you know, make it real big for the kids and everything like that. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I, for the family aspects of the holidays, she always asks me why I don't like the holidays. It's like, yeah. why? What do you have against the holidays? I was like, you know, it's not that I don't like the holidays. I like what the holidays brings in the sense of like bringing family together and stuff like that. Yeah, I was like, I hate what America's made the holidays into because it ties in. It ties back into the to the discussion have, we're having. Have you ever heard of Satellanians? No. Okay, so the thing about it is, um, ooh, so there's a lot of our Christian holidays have been mixed in with pagan holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, and so Satellanians, which is Christmas, is one of them. And actually, in paganism, it was a time when people would get together and beat their wives and have sex with each other. Like, it was a real hedonistic type vibe. And the, I can't remember what king. He just basically put them both together to appease both parties. Like, there is no Christmas in the Bible. But that's a whole different topic for a whole different day. Um, a lot of this stuff that we do is conditioned for us to do, man. Like, even the foods we eat, the fast food and shit. Like that combination, I don't know if anybody's ever noticed it, but sweets are addictive as fuck because they're so delicious. Like when I was a kid, I used to skip lunch and just eat sweets all the time. I never told y'all that. That's why I was so skinny because I never really ate real food. Like the thing with sweets that's so crazy is that you eat them and when you're a kid, you feel like you're full, I guess you're full enough. Mm-hmm. So um, you don't think about the nutritional value, man. And having to having to like recondition your brain to not eat sugar and salts all the time is hard as fuck when you've been doing it your whole life mm-hmm. like hot pockets and shit like no eat okay, real chicken and rice so, okay somebody tell me they got an echo all right i'm gonna keep talking tell me if you can not hear the echo anymore if it goes away and it might be the echo might be because of where i'm at but let me know if you stop hearing it uh, Chris, it's better. Oh, I don't hear. I didn't. I didn't do shit. Okay. I just turned some thing down on my thing, but if y'all can still hear me, that's cool. But it's probably because I'm recording in the garage, and that's really irritating because I don't feel like moving inside to shoot the podcast. I like being out here right now because it's wet and windy and shit. The weather ain't gonna never be this good in Houston again. <laughs> yeah. 
You ever wonder if like the world's ended? You know what's funny? Uh, and don't get me wrong. That's one of those uh, big things that I always like. Oh, people always religious people. Everybody's always like the world's gonna end. I'm like, I can't lie. And this current state of the way things are. Like well, that's the thing. And I don't get me wrong. Once again, I don't necessarily get into like religious worlds and end. Like, uh, I, like I don't necessarily do. But I can't lie. And a lot of the stuff that's that even in the Bible that says is going to happen when the world ends, the thing that you can't deny is, man, a lot of that stuff is definitely happening now. A world that kind of gets like a Sodom and Gomorrah, like, oh, man, sexuality is open. Everybody be yourself. There's no shame. You can be whoever you want, which is fair. You can. You can be whoever you want. But then when you put that together with that, man, look how messed up things are underneath all of that stuff. It's like, man, divorce it's rate is crazy. Here. Your phone's really, I don't know, like clicking in and out. Who mine? Yeah, it's like like I can hear your headset moving or something like I that. I might have to see if I can find another headset really quick. But uh you you raise really good and valid points. Wondering woman, what's going on, man? Cause you know what I've noticed? Um, I've been getting more and more into the Bible, but it's not it's never been my thing to push anything on anybody, you know. What you wanna do is what you wanna do, but I, I challenge people to this all the time. When you think about somebody that's doing something that I'm telling you is wrong and you think it's still right, just do me a favor. Go find me a person who lived the life that you want to lead, doing the bad things that you want to do, and just tell me how they turned out. That's it. Like, you don't yep. have to follow the Bible. Simply go do that for me and see if that's the end result of where you want to be. Because when I meet people who, um, who always claim that they don't really want somebody in their life and they're cool with being single, all right, go find them when they're 80. A lot of see if they're still singing that same tune, or do they wish they had had somebody? Are people who've done wicked shit stealing thievery? You know, I've never met a drug dealer that has money right now. Every drug dealer I met gets to tell me tales of how dope they used to be and how many bitches they used to have. But in actuality, and this is what's so crazy about the universe, they created a worse scenario for themselves than if they had lived a regular life. So most people's fear is that they'll be nothing and they'll never get a good job and they'll be broke. So this is what happens when you're a drug dealer. You go out, you make millions of dollars, I guess. I don't know. You go to jail for fucking forever. And what happens when you come out? You get a worse job than what you could have had if you had just lived a regular square life. So you've actually fulfilled your own prophecy and you've made it worse. Because now you can't even get a decent job because you have this 20-year felony. You dig what I'm saying, see? Yep. Well, that, that goes back to a conversation we had the other day, as a matter of fact. Of, uh, it's of, uh, doing what you love doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you, like you said, you go to jail, you come out. It's temporary. You, you're basically sacrificing temporary happiness. Like You think money is the cure to your, to your illness. Honestly, money's not the cure to your illness. Money is a very temporary... It's a very temporary solution to things. That's why when I ask people like, hey, what would make you happy? The funniest, yeah. dumbest answer for me is like, oh, if I was rich, I'm like, well, you would, being rich doesn't necessarily solve your problems. I was like, you can be rich and still be the same fuck up that you were yesterday, last year, yeah. 20 years ago, still making the same mistakes with more money. Yeah. I was like, money's very temporary. That's why I think, that's how I think about drug dealers. It's like, oh man, I made all this money. I'm like, 
but you're, you're still a drug dealer. <laughs> and that, you know, that says a lot about where your priorities are at. <laughs> well, one of the saddest moments that I had in my adult life, because I had always said it was it, the target moved, obviously. But I used to say, oh, if I could make $50,000, my life would be fixed. Oh, if I could make X. So the sake of argument, the amount of money that I wanted to make was $100,000. I make over $100,000. Well, but what was so depressing is that I got to this goal and I wasn't really any happier. Like the insecurities that I had lingering on the inside of myself were still mm-hmm. very were still very much present. Like and it was even more depressing because at least then I had a fictional goal that I could strive to at any time that I felt down, I would just be like, Well, that's all right. I'll keep pushing to this monetary goal and that'll make me feel better. But here's a couple of things that money doesn't tell you. Number one, a lot of times when people see you, they don't know how much money you have. So that doesn't change the way they treat you. So if you don't get a firm grasp on dealing with how you want people to treat you, the money's not going to change that. Um, Even worse, it's, uh, it's not even how much they treat you. Money doesn't change the way people perceive you. Like if you're an, if you're a, if you're a dick, if you make money, like you said, when somebody sees you, they don't necessarily see that you make money, but they can still see that you're a dick and not want to be around you. <laughs> Absolutely. And some people think for some, because and, and if you think about this and delve into it more and more, it makes less and less sense. You want an external thing to validate. You want people, and it's, it's a, I'm trying to figure out how it's going to work. What about money is validating? Now that I'm saying it out loud, is it that you want to tell people your bank account or show them in your accomplishments and that's supposed to make you a better person or somebody to be around? Because that doesn't make a lot of sense. I used to always put it in the realm of dating. People would think that their accomplishments would make them a better dating partner. But those two things don't have anything to do with each other. Just like if somebody was rich, would that make them a good friend? No, it would just make them a rich friend, but it doesn't make them a good one. Um, yeah. No, it's true. Uh, money, I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird likeness. Money has, for me, money has a, a, this almost a similar likeness as to a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction. It's like, yeah, I can get this. I can make this money. And in this moment, while I have this money, I'm kind of obscured to the things that are really going on in my life, the things that are still revolving around my atmosphere. Money doesn't really take anything out of your atmosphere. It puts, don't get me wrong, money makes things a hell of a lot easier to be able to pay bills and everything like that. What happens when you start making money, though, is that you start realizing that the bills aren't the only thing stressing you out in real life. The bills aren't the reason why you're actually upset and why you wake up and you don't know what to do with yourself. You don't know what your goals are. You don't have any hobbies. That's not necessarily the bills. And that goes that it, that comes kind of full circle to the, what the conversation started out about, about uh, corporate America and having to work a job that you hate. And that's part of the reason what that's part of what I was getting into about like the holidays, why I don't necessarily like the holidays. America is built to where they're like retail. Retail is king. Even during the coronavirus, what was one of the biggest things they keep Fucking they kept mask. preaching? Huh? Selling you a mask and hand sanitizer. Yeah, no, not even no, no, not even just that. When everything was going, you're you're in the medical field, and when everything was going crazy from the coronavirus, what was the government really complaining about? Everything opening back up. 
we got to get this economy back online, man. People got to start buying stuff. Goes back to what I was saying about uh, holidays, why I don't like the holidays. It's like America is set up, that working a job that you hate thing, America is set up to put things in your way, like your PlayStations. And when the new PlayStation 5 comes out, it's like, man, you want to get this, right? That's going to cost you money, man. got to get to work. Work that job you hate really quick so you can get that stuff. Balancing, you can work, you can get a PlayStation. All you've really done is given away the money that you just made. That PlayStation, just like the PlayStation 4 that you just gave away, eventually might lose its appeal to you. And you're still in the same exact boat that you were in before. Mm-hmm. It's like America America gives you a lot of re, like re, America runs on retail and economy. It's like, man, people forget, like, man, we have issues outside of just buying and selling and stuff like that. So we have issues. America sets you up. If you're in the middle class, America throws retail stuff at you all the time. Man, we got these new clothes coming out. New game system. You want this new computer, right? I got this watch that works with Apple. I was like, and meanwhile, you're still working this job that you hate. Matter of fact, you're probably putting in more hours around the months of October, November, December because Christmas and the holidays are coming up. So you, it's it's like it just makes sets you up to where you continue to run around this little circle, and you continue to have to run around this circle. Well, after December, now you're broke. How many kids you got? You got two, three kids. Got to get presents for them. Your wife. All that stuff. And then, like I said, it's very temporary. Everybody loves getting gifts around the holidays. Nobody who buys those gifts loves what comes after you after the holidays leaves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, how much How much did I take out of my savings and checking? Well, got to get back to work. Come January, back on that full-time schedule working this job I hate because now I got to replace all the money that I just got rid of. <laughs> right, right, right. It, it, it's right. all, one way or another, it's all set up for you to have to work these jobs. It's like, no, go back to working your mediocre job. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't disagree. And uh, this actually, now we're talking about money and working. It's a good segue into a topic we were really supposed to discuss last night, and I didn't, with a wondering woman. It was about doing business with friends. Now we're in a calmer environment. I think we can talk about it a little bit more. Fuck that. Don't do it, man. Don't do business with family. We're being honest, family, family yeah. too. If you do, anybody, anybody that you have an emotional connection with, I wouldn't recommend it. I'm not saying that. So, me and Wondering Woman had this debate uh, a while back, and we were just talking about. I said, you know, the this is our conversation. I said, it's so interesting that the problems that people have, they're as old as time. They're not new. And she was like, "Well, why do we keep fucking up?" I'm like. I don't know, because the answers are right there, because this isn't the first time that somebody's been through something of this nature, i.e. something like doing business with friends. And she was like, well, why do we keep doing it? I'm like, well, because our ego is so big. We think we're smarter than thousands of years of history. We think mm-hmm. we know more and we can figure it out, even though it's been presented to us in this um, in a format that we can digest. There's certain things like. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to be crass. Don't turn a hoe into a housewife. Don't do business with friends. Don't lend money to friends. These are things that have been around since we were kids. But for some reason, we want to spit in the face of conventional wisdom and think it's going to be different in our case. When time tells you, like, there's enough history to prove that doing business with friends is a horrible, horrible idea. Um, a lot of, and what it usually leads to is you and the friend not even talking. So you're going to, what the really decision that you need to make. Okay, here we go. Wondering woman in the building. 
What up, what up, what up? What up, what up, what up? So the topic we've been we started off with corporate America and how it's not for okay. and how it teaches you right, how right. to be to be passive aggressive. You heard all that. And then we just mm-hmm. segued into what was supposed to be last night's topic. I don't know what mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. But the topic is doing business with friends. And I was bringing up the conversation that me and you had just about how there's so many shared experiences in the world. And mm-hmm. uh, we have all the answers to these problems, but we have this ego that we think that it's going to be different in our case. And one of those right, things right, right. to me is doing business with friends. You have a opposing view. I Well, no, I, I do, but I don't. Okay. And I have a conference call that starts in 30 minutes. So cool. I got to say what I got to say, and then I got to peace out. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So oh, I apologize. Good morning, Rolling. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, I morning. Y'all so far. All right. Appreciate I, I, you. Dude, I am so hyped this morning. My life is just, I had a great weekend and, you know, beating you down was just a small part of that. So thank <laughs> you. But thank you for what you did uh, to, you know, for the cause. Back to the topic. So um, we had, we had started this conversation the other day. I have an opportunity to go into business with a friend and your immediate response was, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Don't do it. And don't do it. And generally generally speaking, I I agree with you. Okay. I have I thought about it since our since our conversation and I'm I'm gonna do it, but I wanna explain why. I know you was finna do it. I of course you knew I was gonna do it. Ain't nobody oh, gonna turn down that kind of money. There's a lot of people in here. What's going on, Mr. Stealing Your Podcast? And side note, I'm not letting your bitch ass into my podcast just because that's your name. <laughs> And I feel like I'd be setting myself up for failure. Like you're just going to be some wild character. And then pack for pack, what's going on? If you guys do, and I'm not joking, I'm not going to let you on my podcast just because that's your name. Yeah. But you can put in your comment section anything you'd like to, you know, say, drop. And continue what you were saying. Okay. So so here's here's my analysis and, uh, of why I, and I want to be clear, it's not because I think I'm smarter than generations um, I, I think I'm smarter than before you. me. Right. No, I know I'm not. I know I'm not. Right. Trust and believe that. I know I'm not. All right, all right. I think that this is different for a couple for me and, and this person mm-hmm. for a couple reasons. And and that is the basis of our friendship is because mm-hmm. we met in the workplace. I didn't mm-hmm. know this person uh, before she came to work for, for my firm. And we developed a professional relationship before we developed a personal relationship. Oh, I hear what you're saying, but you're wrong. What I and I, you know, I (laughs) I accept that that is your right to your opinion. All right, Um, right. got ourselves a debate. (laughs) Right. So, well, so here's the number one: we developed a professional relationship first. Number two, um, we are both people who take respect and ethics very uh-huh. seriously uh-huh. Uh, I think if one of us if there was this this disconnect if one of us um, you know had had a different perspective about it that would be a cause for concern uh-huh. uh, there is the fact that uh, I we will not be partners mm-hmm. and it will not be a traditional uh, employer employee relationship I okay. will be doing contract work for her. Okay. Um, so uh, 
and, and there is the, the fact that she will be, quote, boss. And as the employee, I am okay with that. I, I completely respect the fact that, and she's an attorney, mm -hmm. I respect that this is more than just a business for her. This is her law license. Okay. And so mm -hmm. when she has invested years of her time for the mm -hmm. education, uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to get there, you have to respect that. You can't do anything that would jeopardize that for her. And she's not going to allow me to do that. But more importantly, I have enough love and respect for her that I can't give her anything but my best. Because as my as a professional respect and as a personal love. The other part about that is this is a friend that um, because part of the conversation of you, that you guys had yesterday because you touched on it briefly was your friends that you hang out with, party with, barbecue with, do that kind of stuff with, uh, are, that's not the same kind of uh, aura or ambiance or um, uh, temperature atmosphere that you have when you want to work with somebody. And as good of friends as we have been over the years, um, we have never partied together. It is a different kind of friendship. It's a very mature friendship. Um, the closest that I would say I have come to quote partying with her is she and I and another woman that we're friends with uh, went on vacation to Europe for 10 days. And while we were there, we had some beers and drank some wine. But um, it's, it's not a party-based thing. It's, it's a very mature kind of a relationship. And I have been in the opposite where I had a, a person who I thought was a very, very close friend of mine. Um, and we had the opportunity for her to come and work with me. And my boss knew of the relationship and he expressed a concern to me. And I said, I have no issues. I am completely able to separate it out and I'll be fine. And I was. Mm -hmm. Because at work, when you're doing something that is business related, you have to follow the rules. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not going to ever compromise the, my ability to provide for my family and my future <clears throat> over a friendship. And more importantly, you can't expect me to, even if you're just some random person off the street. But even more so, if you're my friend... You understand that that's my business, that's my livelihood, that's how I take care of my household. Why would you put me in that situation? But that's exactly what the person who uh, came to work for me did. And this was in 2006. I'll never forget it because this person was actually the godmother to my children. And she came to work for me. She had a small child. And uh, she and I went to lunch a couple days. And when we came back from lunch... We had been gone for more than an hour. So at the end of the week, when she went to turn in her time sheets, I entered her time correctly, meaning that she was docked 